You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 91 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you from Pittsburgh as the Brewers continuing this road trip through Pittsburgh, eventually ending up in Philadelphia before finishing this road trip in Washington. It's a 10-game road trip over 11 days for the crew, and we'll get you caught up on how it's gone so far. Brewers and Pirates in the midst of a four-game series right now to start off this road trip. Well, it's been an eventful last week, even with the All-Star break being in there. A lot of moves that have been made by the crew, some promotions, some demotions. We'll catch up on that. But let's talk about how the games have gone. Of course, you know that the crew went into the All-Star break with a five-and-a-half game lead in the NL Central, and they got off to the right foot on Friday when play resumed for the second half. A 9-6 win for the crew was highlighted by a couple of home runs. The first one coming from Orlando Arcia. Now the 1-2. Orlando sends it to left and deep. Get up! Get out of here! Goal for Orlando Arcia! He just hit a three-run shot out of here, and the Brewers have the lead. And then Ryan Braun got in on the action with a blast to center field. Here it is. Braun sends one to center and deep. Way back. Get up. Get out of here. It is gone for Ryan Braun. He just hit one out of here with the bases loaded. Wow. A shot to dead center. Off the bat of Ryan Braun. Scores four more. It's now 8-2 Brewers. On Saturday, the Brewers came back with another game against the Phillies in a close game all the way, but the difference was Travis Shaw. Benoit waiting, and now the 1-1. Swung on, hit in the air, deep center, back Herrera at the track. It is gone! Travis Shaw gives the Brewers a 3-2 lead. And on Sunday, the Phillies did a good job of keeping the crew's bats at bay. An early lead for the Phillies, but in the fifth inning, Brett Phillips changed that quickly. Now the stretch. Here he comes again, and that's hit in the air in the right center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Brett Phillips! He just hit one out of here as a pinch hitter. The Brewers have the lead. How about that move? Brett Phillips 
with his first in the big leagues. And as a pinch hitter. You can't beat it. How can you write that? They want to see him again. Absolutely. There he is. <laughs> Phillips' first career home run, a memorable one for him, complete with a curtain call. But the Phillies able to hit a grand slam just an inning later and go on to win that one 5-2. to two. On Monday, the crew led early 2 to nothing against the Pirates at PNC Park, but eventually fell in that one by a score of 4-2 to two and dropped a tough 4-3 to three decision on Tuesday night, a game in which they led 3 to nothing. Okay, uh, let's jump into some other things going on with the crew right now, and specifically some of the transactions that have been made. Over the All-Star break, Garrett Cooper, who was having a tremendous year in AAA with the Colorado Springs Sky Sox, he was sent to New York to the Yankees for left-handed pitcher Tyler Webb. Webb has already been up with the crew in the second half. He's been since sent down to Colorado Springs, but he gives some left-handed depth to the Brewers' bullpen. Junior Guerra activated from the disabled list and pitched on Tuesday night. He looked much better. He went five and two-thirds, gave up just three hits, a walk, three earned runs, but his stuff was playing well. He had better velocity, better command. His splitter was really working. It was a very good step forward for Junior Guerra in 2017. Steven Vogt with a collision at home plate on Monday night against the Pirates and he has since been put on the DL with a left knee strain. Michael Blazik is back up now, and he is back as a part of the 25-man roster to give the Brewers a little bit more depth in that bullpen. We told you that Tyler Webb, of course, was sent down. So a lot of moves have been made. Brewers trying to keep everything fresh as they continue this push in the NL Central. So as we sit on July 19th, the Brewers just two and a half games out in front in the NL Central of the Chicago Cubs who caught a little bit of fire coming out of the All-Star break. Brewers finishing up the series with the Pirates, playing them again on Wednesday night and then, of course, Thursday afternoon before traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. And then, of course, as we already told you, finishing up this road trip against the Nationals before starting up a homestand against the Cubs and the Cardinals. That'll be a big one spanning the end of July and the beginning of August. All right, 1982 weekend, the 35th anniversary, the reunion, if you will, of the Brewers' AL championship team. This group got together over the weekend for that Philly series at Miller Park. It was good to see some of these characters get back together and have fun with each other. And on Friday, to kind of kick things off, Robin Yount, Cecil Cooper, Gorman Thomas, and Raleigh Fingers all held a press conference. Let's let you listen in. The pitch to Cooper. Face hit, left field, liner. One run home. Downing throw coming on. Gander's flying. He's safe. Wow. 4-3 Milwaukee. Now let's brew up the past. You know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We, uh, we used to get on each other a lot when we played, and it doesn't stop after 35 years. We'll be on each other, you know, for things that happened back in the past. We'll remember stories, and it's a good time. We have we have a lot of fun. Did they actually make it short because he has no comebacks. You know, it's like a mercy kill. <laughs> They're always on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, what what is 
so much fun, uh, and I think we would all agree, is, you know, some of us still see each other somewhat regularly, but others we don't see very often. But when we all get back in a room as a group, it was like we were all in the clubhouse just last night, just had the game last night, and we're back again this morning for the next, I mean, it's like no one ever left. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty weird how that happened. Everybody's uh, so comfortable to, around each other, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it, it, it really feels like we, we've never left. Never, no. never left. The never left. Still connected. Yeah. Never left. Rock and I were laughing in the car this morning. Probably <laughs> had 30 pounds to everybody. Though. Yeah, well, that, visual, <laughs> visually it's changed a lot, but uh, yeah. the stories haven't. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, though, just being around each other. And I guarantee you I know who paid the tab for the cab. It wasn't you. No, we, I drove with him. No, I'm kidding. Oh, he, I well, he drove him here. Yeah, I drove him here, man. You uh, kidding me? Here. I'll take care of it later. <laughs> hey, hey, Coop, how unusual do you think that is that you guys just bonded forever uh, 35 years ago? Um, do you, I mean, we don't really see that in modern-day baseball that much. It, it doesn't happen as much today, and there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, but I've been fortunate enough to be on three teams that went to the World Series, and each one was exactly the same. I mean, it's uncanny how it was. Everybody was loose. There was usually one or two guys that created all the craziness, and it pulled us all together. And we had a lot of fun. I mean, not just on the field. <laughs> it was off the field. I mean, we were together all the time. And the last those three years, three teams I was on, <clears throat> same thing. A lot of fun. Raleigh, would the same be true for you with the uh, Oakland A's teams that you were in the World Series? Yeah, the uh, the chemistry on that team was uh, when you're winning, it's always fun when you're winning. And the chemistry we had in Oakland was, you know, the same as we had in Milwaukee. Only it was the difference in Oakland, we were always fighting. I mean, <laughs> we were fighting on the field and in the clubhouse, on the buses, you name it. We, we had a bunch of guys with short fuses. But here, uh, it wasn't like that. It was a little bit different. But we all got along. Uh, I mean, we had great players here. I would have. As a pitcher, I would have hated to face our lineup. There's, you know, there was no holes in the lineup that we had. I, I loved coming here when I got traded, and uh, it was fun for the, the, the four or five years that I was here. Corbin, at the same line, does it feel like 35 years, or does it feel like yesterday? It feels like yesterday, except when you come out of the shower and you toweling off in front of the mirror. Oh, you need a blanket instead of a towel. No, no, no. Hey, hey he didn't ask you about what, I what didn't it was the same when you got out of the shower. I didn't get to finish my statement. Why'd you have to go there? There's a case in point. I brought this up because he's here. He used to complain about everything. Donuts were not fresh enough. The milk was never cold enough. My uniform was never washed uh, well enough. What did you do? Wash it in dirt? You know what I mean? You complained I about it. But now the clubhouse for the visitors here, they have these enormous, enormous beach towels. Because one prominent player in the league, dead, 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 I want a better towel. They would even fit you. <laughs> and if they didn't get used, you could wrap around your neck and you could be a superhero, you know, I mean, whatever. But, you know, I mean, uh, we don't miss a beat, you know. This was Fat Waldo, right? This is the kid from Woodland Hills, California. Don't we got Monsignor Dofro over here. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you got 
Everybody in how many how many size you got? News, yeah. How many size youngs you got? One. Okay, you got where'd you get it? Right here. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. We got MVP right here. Yeah. We got the man on the end, hit three sixty three. That was eighty seven points behind Brett that year, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a pleasure to play with everybody. So I mean, you know, thirty years uh, thirty five years, that means nothing. That means nothing. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a thing that's gonna last in perpetuity. So what the that's some really good stuff, and there's more of it uh, that we'll be bringing you over the course of the next few weeks on Brewers on Tap. Um, great stuff from a great group of guys that are a lot of fun. It was good to see them all back at the ballpark all weekend long for that series against the Phillies. All right, let's talk to some current Brewers. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty good job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be your plan. Uh, but once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It, was, uh, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses. And that's where guys get caught up in uh, trying to do too much. Now for the Clubhouse Conversation. We let you listen in on the call from Sunday when Brett Phillips connected on his first home run. On Monday night against Pittsburgh, he recorded the hardest throw from the outfield all season long in Major League Baseball. Phillips is a tremendous, tremendous talent, and uh, we had a chance to sit down with Brett Phillips before the game Monday night. Uh, we're joined by Brewers outfielder Brett Phillips, who yesterday connected on your first career home run. What a great moment. Uh, obviously, the, the end result of the game wasn't what you wanted it to be, but in that moment, uh, a go-ahead home run in the middle innings in a pinch-hit roll, I mean, that, that had to be everything you dreamt of in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, it's, it was a special moment, uh, something I will for sure remember forever. And uh, the fans of Milwaukee made it uh, a lot more special. Um, just 41,000 people as I'm rounding the bases, I can't even feel my legs. Honestly, the only thing I remember from that at bat was hitting uh, Ed Cedar's hand as I rounded third, uh, just because of uh, the emotions. And, um, and then, of course, in the dugout celebrating. And uh, it's just a, a feeling of, you know, helping the team actually, you know, do something, being a part of, you know, if we would have won, whatever, regardless, but just knowing that, it brings confidence knowing that I can help this team win. Um, and that, that home run kind of just showed me, like, gave me confidence that, I, you know, I, I belong here and, you know, I can help this team uh, win ball games. So that was, that was special. Sometimes when guys come up and they, and they make their debut, and you did that obviously earlier in the year, it's, it's not always on a club that's winning. Sometimes when young guys are getting those opportunities, it's because a team isn't in first place. So they're not in a race. And so they're not getting those moments in those meaningful, impactful games, and, and you're getting that opportunity. What what is that like for you? You know, it, it comes with a price. Um, just we're a first place team. There is uh, no room for experimenting. It's it's win. You, you got to win. You know, and uh, that's what uh, Craig Council expects of all the guys he calls up that they're ready to come up here and help this team win. Uh, like you said, it's not like this is a team that's you know, out of, the, out of the race and, you know, you can experiment, you can throw me in each and every day and let me get at bats and, 
you know, but that's just not how, how it is. I have to go out there and produce each and every day if I want to stay. And uh, obviously it adds a little pressure, but, you know, it, it also brings out the best in you. And uh, that's one of those things. I got to continue to slow things down and uh, go out there and play hard and do whatever I can to help this team win. You talked about the crowd. When you got in the dugout and they're still going crazy and you came back out, had, had you planned something like that in your mind when you were thinking about first home run for your whole life? Was that something that was ever no, in, in your plan? You know, that's something that wasn't even wrote up. Um, honestly, now you mentioning it, I didn't, I didn't even think about how my first home run would have gone. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, it was a special moment. It would have been cooler to uh, get the win out of it. But, you know, today's a new day, and we're here against the Pirates. Got to just go out there and continue, to continue what we've been doing. Um, this club is, is exciting and, and fun to be a part of, and I'm, I'm glad I'm here. You're in center field and in, in making that adjustment now to big league ballparks. Has it been much of an adjustment for you? Yeah, you know, uh, like most guys' debuts and getting up here, it's a little overwhelming for me. Um, the structures, you know, the third deck, uh, the fans, it's one of those things I haven't experienced ever uh, in my career. So that's one of those things that – I have to get used to, but it's also one of those things that once you get comfortable with it, then it'll be like an everyday baseball game like it was down in AAA or the minor leagues. It's one of those things you just have to get to that point. Um, so like I said, I just have to take advantage of every opportunity I get to go out there and, uh, and play. So, What was the best comment somebody made to you in the moments after your home run? Do you, do you remember that, the conversations in the dugout right afterward? You know, giving Garza a hug right there was pretty pretty awesome. Um, and yelling, screaming with uh, Arcia. Honestly, it was all memorable. Braun came up to me and said, congrats, kid. You know, that's, that's, that's a special moment. All these little things, Pat Murphy, Craig Council. I mean, I'm just going to remember, you know, that replaying more of me celebrating with a team than at the actual home run will be probably uh, a, more of a better memory um, in my head just because of the, you know, that joy of actually helping a team win at that or you know help trying to help the team win at that time so that was special for me brett we appreciate it congratulations and uh go get them tonight thank you lane good talking with you well brett phillips is one of the young guys in this clubhouse there's a whole bunch of them and a bunch of guys that are young on experience and one of those is manny pena who'd been waiting patiently for his opportunity to play Major League Baseball, and that chance finally came last year. He, of course, had been called up previously uh, by the Kansas City Royals for a short bit, but Manny Pena, able to have extended time in Major League Baseball last year, really set him up for the big season he's having in 2017. I had a chance to talk with him before Tuesday's game. And we're joined by Brewers catcher Manny Pena. And Manny, uh, what a season this has been for you. Uh, last year getting your opportunity with the crew over the last couple of months and then turning it into what you have so far this year. How how fun has this been, and have you been able to enjoy it? I mean, it's a special moment I live in right now. It's an amazing thing. So everybody doing great job. So we're in the first place. So we need to continue to finish the season in first place. So, But right now for me, is I'm mean, working every day. So last year they gave me opportunity to play a little bit. And right now I've stayed here for a full season, so I keep working and doing my best. How did those two months last year up help prepare you for what you're doing right now and get you more comfortable coming into the second year? I mean, I think it's more experience I have right now. So 
So when they got called out, so I knew what I can do. So that before when I got a call out with Royals, so I was young, so I don't do too much. So now I got more experience. So I think that's a big part for me. So try to put the ball in play. So try to swing a good pitch. So don't try to impress. So just need to do is my job. So try to do the best. You were blocked for much of your career from getting to the big leagues and getting that opportunity because of guys that were in front of you. I know that you knew you had what it took to be the guy that you are this year. Was it frustrating at times, though, when you were asking yourself, when am I going to get the opportunity to show what I have? I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of frustrating, man. But always, I always, when I get it to the field, was was minorly, I was thinking I can play in big league. So I got the, the talent, I got the, the, the tools for, for being big league. So, but sometimes I feel a, fr- a little frust- frustration because I mean I was doing really good in minor league and they get, they don't give me the opportunity to play in big league. So, but but it's not what I want. It's just when God won the time. So that's why I always be a passion. So now I'm here, enjoy every day. So play hard every day. So try to do what I can do every day. You are one of the top catchers in the major leagues in terms of picking guys off throwing behind guys if you need to and and most of that is your reaction time your arm strength but how much of it too is you being on the same page as the infielders so they understand what's coming and they can anticipate too yeah for sure i mean every time when i saw the guy taking a little bit more lead so i just give you a sign to br or to rc so they always presentation man they always look at me because they know i, I like to throw they know i want to throw when they're, they're running take a, a big lead so so when I give you the sign, they ready, they ready answer back. So I'm ready to throw the ball. Managing the pitching staff, um, that that can, that's always one of the big parts of your job, obviously. And and there's daily preparation that that goes into understanding the lineup that you're going to see and what's going to work for the the starting pitcher that day. How much time do you put in each day getting prepared in that way? I mean, it's it's take a little bit. So you got to you got to student for the opening hitter. So we got to know what are they don't hitting, what do they like to hit, what are they struggling with with breaking ball. So I, not, I need to know, I have to know who is pitching for us that day. It's, it's like a, I mean, it's like a school. So you get, you for catcher, got to be, it's like quarterback. So you got to student everything. And, and I, I'm, I feel more worried about my defense and my offense. So when I got a good defense, when we win the game, I feel really good when, when I hit it 3-4-3 three three and we lost the game. So for me, more special thing is do do the the best I can do in my defense. You are very close with Junior Guerra. Uh, the two of you have known each other a long time, and so the opportunity to catch him has to be a lot of fun for you. Um, and at the same time, he he's had his struggles at times this year. Certainly trying to stay healthy. He comes back tonight. What do you think we need to see from Junior Guerra to see the Junior Guerra we saw last year and at times this year? I mean, I know Guerra for a long time ago before we get here, so. So for me right now is is like command the fastball. So because he always got good split, and so if he can command the fastball today and command the breaking ball, I think he's gonna be an amazing night. Manny, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you, man. Checking in on the farm. as we take a look at the farm the triple a club the colorado spring sky Sox, still having that really good season first place in the american northern division of the pacific coast league 
They currently sit at 58 and 35 overall. They've gotten some good pitching performances recently out of Bubba Derby. Angel Ventura has done some nice things for them since he's been called up and promoted. But Lewis Brenson, since being sent back down from the big league club, has reached base safely in all 16 of his games since returning to the Sky Sox. He has been absolutely on a roll. It's been a very encouraging thing to see out of Lewis Brenson. His batting average sitting uh, nearing 340 uh, for Lewis Brenson right now. So far, what he's been able to put together at the AAA level. Been very, very encouraging. And the Sky Sox just continue to roll along in the Pacific Coast League. In AA Biloxi, the Shuckers are a 547 and 47 overall. Corbin Burns getting a lot of the attention. We tell you about him almost every single week. He is having one of the great seasons of any minor league pitcher. He's 3-1 with a 1.14 ERA, 47 and a third innings pitched, and six earned runs allowed in eight starts with the Shuckers this season. If you look at his entire year, over 18 starts between high A and double A, a 1.09 ERA, 107 and a third innings, and 13 earned runs. His 1.09 ERA, it leads all full-season minor league pitchers this year. Now, there's another name in AA Biloxi that is worth talking about, and that is Freddie Peralta. The fireballing right-hander has a big-time fastball, mid-90s to probably touching 96, even 97 on the radar gun. Very good slider working on his changeup, but he is a strikeout machine. And on Monday, Freddie Peralta earned a four-inning save for the Shuckers. One hit, two walks, and he struck out six. His ERA is 2.59 with 38 strikeouts in five games at the AA level. He has overall pitched in 17 games, 12 starts between Carolina and Biloxi, and Peralta's 2-4 and fourth at 2.90 ERA with 40 walks and an organization-leading 116 strikeouts. Keep an eye on Freddie Peralta. He's doing some really, really impressive stuff. Now at the double-A level after starting the year in high A. Speaking of, Class A Advanced Carolina, the Mudcats, sitting at 48-45 and 45 overall. They're 12-14 and 14 in the second half. Monte Harrison hit a grand slam on Monday night. He has had a really, really impressive run since getting promoted. He had a great start to the year in Class A Wisconsin. He's been bumped up since the Class A All-Star Game of the Midwest League. And he has been off to a great start with Class A Advanced Carolina. He's batting 271, 13 runs, three doubles, four home runs, and 12 RBIs, and 864 OPS in 15 games with the Carolina Mudcats. Very impressive stuff from Monte Harrison. And Isan Diaz has been good in the second half also, and that's been an encouraging sign after a tough first half of the season for Isan Diaz. He's starting to get it going a little bit. The batting average still sitting in the 230s, but it's been very encouraging to see him get things going. Trent Clark's had a big second half as well for the Carolina Mudcats. As we look at Class A Wisconsin, the Timber Rattlers 37-56 and 56 overall, but they're going to get a bump. Keston Hira, the 2016 first-round draft pick, has been playing in Arizona, and in Arizona he hit 435. He was 27 of 62. 18 runs, three doubles, five triples, four home runs. He drove in 18. He had an OPS of 1.339. That's about as good as you can do at any level. And I don't care who you are, even if it's in the Arizona League, 
That's getting it done. And Hira has now been promoted to Class A Wisconsin. So he will DH uh, for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. He will primarily just hit, but he's hopefully going to be able to be in the field by the end of August. So maybe a month or so from now, we may be able to see Keston Hira play a little bit in the field. But that bat will certainly hurt, help the Timber Rattlers uh, to inject him into that lineup. As we said, they are 11 and 14 in the second half, 37 and 56 overall. Uh, but uh, some help on the way with Keston Hira. Ronnie Gideon hit his ninth home run of the season on Monday night. His power starting to show up a little bit for the Timber Rattlers. And in the Pioneer League, the Helena Brewers sit at 13 and 16 overall. Good day from Chad McClanahan on Monday. He went three for four, two runs, four RBIs, a home run. He also stole a base. He's a pretty big prospect in this system. He's a younger guy, so we don't talk about him as much. But it'll be good to see McClanahan put a good season together uh, in the Pioneer League. It'll be a challenge for him at a young age. That's a tough league at that age. But uh, McClanahan's certainly a guy with a ton of talent and a ton of ability. And the Arizona Brewers off to a great start. They sit at 13 and six overall so far on the year. That's a look on the farm. Let's uh, continue along as we see what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Well, big homestand coming up at the end of the month and spanning in over to August. Brewers and Cubs, Friday, July 28th, Saturday the 29th, and Sunday the 30th. There are not many tickets available. There are some tickets still available for Friday's game if somebody wants to get into the ballpark to watch the Brewers and Cubs play. It's going to be a big, big series. Friday's a 7-10 start. Saturday's a 6-10 start. And Sunday is a 1-10 start. Brewers and Cardinals, then after an off day on Monday, they'll get it going on the 1st, 2nd, and the 3rd. On Tuesday, the 1st, a 6-40 start. Wednesday, the 2nd, a 7-10 start. That's Hello Kitty night. Special ticket package includes a Hello Kitty tote bag. And Thursday, the 3rd, that's a 110 start kids and seniors discount day, half price tickets for kids and seniors. All three games are educators' days, special discounted prices for teachers, administrators, aides, etc. And of course, it's shaping up to be an exciting final two months of the season as Brewers make their push for the postseason. And you can catch all the exciting action live and in person at Miller Park for just $29.99 per month. Brewer's new monthly ticket subscription program called the Ballpark Pass. You're guaranteed a spot at every remaining home game in 2017. No exclusions, no blackout dates. You can find the full details and reserve your Ballpark Pass today at brewers.com slash ballpark pass. All right, that's going to do it for us and this week's edition, episode number 91 of Brewers on Tap. We thank you for stopping by and joining us this week. We'll be with you next week from our nation's capital as the Brewer's road trip continues against the Washington Nationals. Have a good one, everybody. I'm Lane Grindle.